Welcome back to the podcast. I am Peter Walkden, the proud owner and creator of Walkden Entertainment. And if we haven't met, welcome. You'll find on this podcast, we talk about everything and anything relating to films. And sometimes on the odd occasion, like today, we also are very, very honoured and blessed to conduct various celebrity interviews. Have you ever heard of a mini-series or a mini-documentary series called Cursed Films. The series was originally released back in the year 2020 and it was available exclusively to Shutter Streaming Service. Cursed Films is a mini-series that takes a horror film, a very popular horror film, and it dives into the myths and the mysteries and the legends that surround the films. So in season one back in 2020, Cursed Films looked at titles like The Exorcist, The Omen, Poltergeist, The Crow, and even Twilight Zone, the movie. And as you can imagine, with those kind of films, there's a lot of interesting things that occurred on set, behind the scenes, and some things are even more disturbing than the actual films themselves. And naturally, season one was a massive hit, or at least it was for Walkden Entertainment. Season two is going to go live on the Shutter streaming service from April the 7th. By the time this podcast goes live, you can actually subscribe to the Shutter streaming service and begin season two. Now, I'm just going to come off the bat and just be honest. Season two really does go off with a massive bang and a hit, and it basically looks at a very popular, very, very loved family film, a little film called The Wizard of Oz. Now, allow me just to recap a couple of things about The Wizard of Oz film. Firstly, it was originally released back in 1939. Now, when I saw it as a young kid, I would actually class this film as a horror movie. The witch, the munchkins, the critters, the monkeys that fly around, everything about this film just freaked me the hell out. There are two movies that really disturbed me as a kid. The Wizard of Oz and the other one is The Neverending Story because of that damn wolf. And that's all I have to say about that. But The Wizard of Oz, even in the present day, is still treated as an iconic family film. Wonderful performances, great and tremendous imagery, creative effects, and even just the general touching story. But what if I told you that the film suffered a lot of bizarre, horrific moments and dark rumours during production? For example, did you ever hear of what happened to the actor who played the Tin Man? Did you know that he almost died while working on the film? Did you ever hear about what happened to Julie Garland on set and what happened to her after making the film? Or have you ever heard of the rumour about one of the munchkins actually hanging himself on the film set and his death actually made it into the original cut of the film? Or another rumour that circulates around this film is while munchkins were staying at a large hotel, they were always rumoured of having wild parties and causing wild chaos and general havoc. If you've heard of these rumours, you're definitely going to enjoy the very first episode because it really does dive deeply into these rumours and it basically gets confirmation or maybe dives deeper into the myths and the speculations that surround these rumours. And without giving too much away, what I'm going to do for you now is I'm going to give you a little snippet, a little taste, if you will, of Season 2, Episode 1, which does talk about The Wizard of Oz. After the clip plays, I'm also going to play for you an interview that I had with 
with the actual director and the writer of Cursed Films. His name is Jay, and I hope you enjoy both the little clip and also the interview and discussion that I had with the man himself. Check it out. If I were just somebody who sat at home and watched The Wizard of Oz for my own pleasure and heard the legends, I would say, well, gee, maybe those are true. Gosh, did that really happen? The most famous of all the Oz legends is one of the earliest ones, that there is a munchkin who hung himself on the set, and you can see him in the background hanging and swinging. I've got some curses for you if you, if you wow. want to know. Someone showed me a, um, a couple of feet of film that was allegedly once part of the cut of Wizard of Oz that had been removed when they'd learned that that dark spot up in the upper right-hand corner is uh, Munchkin who hanged himself from the lighting grid. I saw the black blob that was supposedly the dead Munchkin. When was this? During the filming of Under the Rainbow. I wasn't interested enough to get out a magnifier and, and check the validity. I, I bought it. A good story. It went from being a stagehand caught on camera to a stagehand who was depressed and hung himself on camera to an MGM executive who was so despairing of how much Wizard of Oz was costing that he hung himself on camera to an actress who hung herself because she didn't get the part of Dorothy to a munchkin who hung himself because Judy Garland wouldn't date him. I get this from grade school kids, and I don't mind it from grade school kids, but it's when adults who come up to me to say, you know, there's a man hanging. And it's like... Good morning, Jay. Greetings all the way from Australia. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Brilliant. I'm even more excited now to speak with you. Firstly, I would just love to give you a huge, massive congratulations, firstly, on your successful series, Curse Films, Season 1. But today, obviously, we're here to celebrate the new and exciting Season 2, Curse Films 2, which goes exclusively on Shutter Streaming Services from April the 7th. So I'm incredibly excited to not only meet you, but to celebrate this new exciting series that's going live very, very soon. Um, I wanted to ask you a few questions. Firstly, the creation of this series, how did it come to be? And was there any inspiration to tackle a series like this? Well, this the series uh, was was kind of brought to me. I had a friend of mine, Owen Shiflett, worked at Shutter at the time, and they had kind of an internal pitch about this idea. And I had just finished a short documentary called Twisted, which was about a supposed tornado that hit a, it was a real tornado, but it hit a drive-in theater that I, uh, in the town I grew up in, but supposedly hit during a screening of Twister, the movie. Oh. And even further, some people claim it hit during the scene in Twister when a drive-in is hit by a tornado. <laughs> so it's like a, a pretty wild urban legend that yeah. has been around for a while in my area. So I, I just interviewed a lot of people that were, you know, claimed they had, that they'd been there, they'd seen it. And yeah. so that was kind of like a weird prototype for Cursed Films. And I think Owen saw that quality in there and brought yeah. it to me and asked if I'd be interested. And I definitely was. 
Now that is a good story. And when it comes to selecting the films or the focus of each episode, what's the process of selecting a film to basically do a little episode or, or a documentary on, if you will? What's the process on these films? Are they your favourite films or just films you've heard lots of rumours about? Uh, in some cases, there's some of my favourite films. We usually look at... I mean, try to have like a, a variety across a season. So especially with this season, mm. starting with Wizard of Oz and ending with Cannibal Holocaust, you can't get any different than <laughs> that. Um, so there's a good kind of variety of movies, but also, you know, access to interview subjects, um, the quality of the stories connected to the making of the films mm. and, you know, figuring out if there's a way to bring in any elements that people might not have thought about or aren't, aren't aware of, explore certain areas that aren't as traveled. Yep. Um, those are all considerations when choosing these films. Yeah, it's a tremendous selection. Uh, when I first saw the lineup, uh, I sort of raised my eyebrows going, The Wizard of Oz, really? But you know what? This is actually among my my film collection on 4K, thanks to Warner Brothers. And I got to tell you, Jay, you know, as a young kid especially, it's probably the most horrific film I ever saw as a youngster. And even in the present day, I'm nearly 40 and this movie still creeps me out. Um, it's mm -hmm. got to be this film or the never-ending story that freaks me out the most. And so I, I was actually really thankful that you did pick this film because I always heard of certain rumours and certain myths even about this film. So naturally I had to get into this episode and I really, really enjoyed it. But, you know, talking about The Wizard of Oz or any just the episodes you've done, you know, there's a lot to unpack in one episode. You've got found footage, you've got the original footage from the films, you've got interviews, you've got photographs. Uh, there's so much in one episode alone. You know, how long does it take you to collaborate all of these bits and pieces to make one exciting episode? Uh, you know, what sort of duration it takes to put that together? Well, I I mean, it, it's kind of different per episode because some of them are the narratives are a little more obvious, you know, like our Serpent in the Rainbow episode kind of follows a pretty traditional narrative of, you know, Wade Davis wrote a book about uh, this supposed zombie powder in Haiti, book got picked up, then the you know movie, movie was going to be made, Wes Craven is the director, and they all go to Haiti, and then everything that happens, happens. Yeah. And that's kind of like a, a pretty simple narrative to construct in the edit. But then some of them are a little more um, maybe essay style or, you know, it's not as, as clear as to what the narrative would be. And that usually takes a little bit longer. And yeah. our Rosemary's Baby episode is a very dense episode compared mm. to the Serpent and the Rainbow episode. Yeah. So it's a lot of history and a lot of talk about, um, you know, witchcraft at the time and the mm. the interest in the occult in the late 60s and so it it really depends on the episode but i mean i can say i i'm editing them as well so we finished filming i think in august and i've been cutting since then and wow. i'm i'm okay. literally finishing cannibal holocaust this week so that's exciting um, yeah yeah it's it's uh, taking my life over 
Yeah, hot off the press. And you sort of commented about, you know, hopefully delivering a few new things that people never knew. Uh, look, while watching The Wizard of Oz Episode 1, uh, which is available from April the 7th on Shudder, you know, there was a lot of things here that I never knew about and the episode really did confirm a lot of rumours and a lot of thoughts. And to give you some feedback, my wife originally wasn't overly too keen to hear about this episode, but she sort of stuck her head in. She goes, hang on, did they just say this? I'm like, yeah, that's what happened with this film. And next thing, she's sitting down next to me and we've, you know, she just had to find out and she had lots of questions. So it really will grab its audience and it's a credit to you the way this episode is done and the topics you tackle are tremendous. Uh, you know, talking about season two a little bit, what was the biggest challenge that you come across in season two with these new films you wish to discuss and talk about? Well, I mean, I, I think the biggest challenge was probably filming during a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we the the films in this season are also a little more international. Some of them, you know, with the our stalker episode, we went to Ukraine, we went mm -hmm. to uh, Estonia. Uh, when we were in, in Ukraine, we were filming in Chernobyl, so that yeah. was wild. Yeah. We went to Rome for the Cannibal Holocaust episode, and of course, all of that was during uh, COVID and required all of the safety considerations that comes with that. And yeah. when traveling internationally, it could get pretty uh, confusing as to what you had to follow and what you didn't. And there were some moments where it felt like we were on the verge of potentially getting stuck in a country for a period of time. and. There we had to at one point we we're going to come back from Rome and go right to Los Angeles to film, and they denied us because you couldn't oh. go from the EU to the states at that time. So we actually had to go back to Canada and chill for a bit and oh, res reschedule. So that was the, a big challenge for sure. Goodness me! And with all the the researching you've done on season one, season two, I've got to be a little bit curious to ask you. You know, what's the biggest myth or maybe the biggest legend or the most disturbing, spooky aspect of, you know, when comparing to all these films, what's the number one spookiest thing or unusual myth that you've discovered while making this series or maybe an aspect that still kind of creeps you out that you found while making these series? Hmm. I mean, I, I think that the Omen episode really, like the number of stories supposedly connected to that film you can't help but think like really that like yeah. all of these things happened <laughs> during the making of this film and i you know i'm a bit of a skeptic and mm -hmm. even i was you know pulled into that a little bit until i start thinking like well i'm i'm interviewing richard donner and he's telling me these confirming these legends but he himself was a you know one of the great storytellers mm -hmm. in you know popular cinema yeah. So, of course, he knows what makes a good story, and he's going to lean into that. Mm. But, um, but yeah, I, I, just the number of things that can happen around a film that might be dealing with a subject matter that suggests that there's an alignment there. You know, yeah. it, it, I, it, it's certainly wild. Yeah, and I can't deny, too, some of these episodes uh, are actually more creepy and disturbing than the film itself. I'll be brutally honest, there's some really good <laughs> stuff there that just makes you want to hold your lounge chair just a little bit tighter in your living room. And uh, that's basically all the questions I had relating to Curse Films uh, number two. I don't want to give a lot of spoilers for those that have yet to dive into this series yet, but if I gave you the floor, just as we're coming to a bit of a close um, with our interview, and I appreciate your time once again, 
you know, if I gave you the floor, if I gave you the microphone to talk to the people of Australia, when Curse Films 2 comes out on Shutter exclusively from the 7th of April, why should they see it? What do you think that you need to tell the people of Australia why they should check this out? The floor is yours. Well, to specifically the people of Australia, I would say the first thing you have to do is get a Bundaberg ginger beer <laughs> and just crack that open. Well, yeah. I wish I, I, I love it, that stuff, and I should have had one ready to go to really pander here. Um, but just, you know, I, I think it's, it's certainly uh, attractive to people who are interested in urban legends mm. and, you know, the supernatural and things like that. But on top of that, I think it, I'd like to think it's a collection of interesting character profiles as well. There's just a lot of unique voices in this mm. series. A lot of people that we meet that have very interesting perspectives on these stories. And some of them I don't think have been heard from very much. Uh, so we're, we're kind of bringing some of these people. I, Julian Wasser in our Rosemary's Baby episode is is one of my favorite people that we interviewed and Victoria Vetri was amazing. And um, so there's, there's that element. And then of course there's film lovers who I, I think if you're a film fan, you will get something out of this show. You will, you will get the appreciation for the movies themselves, but also an appreciation for how hard it is to make a movie, especially a movie that goes on to be, uh, legendary, you know, so, yeah. um, it's the, the short answer is it has it all. <laughs> yeah, it really does. <laughs> there you go. You've heard it from the man himself. Now, if you can't wait for April the 7th to come around, guess what? You can begin with season one, which is available still on shutter streaming services. So you can sign up, check it out today and get ready for season two, which again, 7th of April, beginning with the Wizard of Oz. Jay, thank you so much for your time. I had an absolute blast with this series. It's been a true honour to meet you, to interview you. And, mate, I'm already keen for season three, four, five, six. So please keep doing what you're doing. I'm a movie lover and I adore and appreciate everything you've done and more to come. Again, thank you so much. Thank you. So there you have it. That's the interview that I had with the film's director, writer. And uh, like I said, once you watch the first episode of this series... I guarantee you that a lot of people will be hooked. And as Jay sort of mentioned in his interview, which I really did enjoy, it's not just for people that love horror films, but it is made for those that love and adore cinema and movies generally. And I loved how the very first episode does actually tackle a beloved family favourite film such as The Wizard of Oz. And the one episode that I did actually have the honour of screening prior to the interview it actually does bring some really good new insights to light and it's also packed with fun celebrity interviews. There's old footage, there's photographs and I thought this was a really good mini-series slash documentary for those that really want to know more about the myths and the legends of many well-known cinematic films. And as you already guessed, I thoroughly enjoyed this very first episode and it carries many moments that are just downright spooky, like I said, probably even more spooky than the film itself. So season two of Cursed Films is a must-watch for cinema lovers. And I don't know about you, but I'm now eager to check out the next episode, which is about Rosemary's Baby from 1968. 
Good Lord, help me, that's going to scare me. But thank you once again for stopping by. I hope you enjoyed that interview and a little brief introduction to Cursed Films. I personally gave that very first episode 9.0 out of 10, which is equivalent to about four and a half stars. Today you're listening to Peter Walkton from Walkton Entertainment, and until next time, keep watching. <laughs>